Well, welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. We got a lot of news, a lot of things happening right now. We have the announcement from the federal government at one o'clock about a relaxation of uh, federal border rules that is coming up and at 2.30 this afternoon. We have the Police Services Board in Ottawa, where Peter Slowly will confirm his resignation as chief of police there. That is an interesting development. You know, a lot of discussion about, well, you know, is he is he being the fall guy? Is is this what's happening here? Is he the fall guy for this, or is he just the first of many heads to roll? If you're listening to Alex Pearson an hour ago, uh, great program, uh, great listening to Alex uh, in the morning. Uh, she's saying that you know this is just the first of. I think a lot of heads that will roll over the uh, reaction and response to the trucker convoy. But uh, we also have breaking news in the city of Toronto. Of course, we had yesterday a tragic shooting at David and Mary Thompson Collegiate School here in Toronto. Uh, a victim, Jaheem Robinson, 18 years old of Toronto, was pronounced deceased at the scene. And the breaking news this morning is that a 14-year-old boy from Toronto, a 14-year-old boy, has now been arrested and charged with first-degree murder and attempted murder. Catherine McDonald is our crime specialist and joins me on the line. Hi, Kath. Hi, Alan. So we we have a lot to talk about here because there's not just the, the issue at hand with the investigation here. Let's start with that, but then we're going to you know talk about some of the cases that you've covered like this in the past and, <laughs> and whether or not we've learned lessons from it. Let's begin with the investigation today. So we got this 14-year-old boy. What else do we know about what actually happened here? Well, police now have uh, said that he came up uh, to Jaheem Robinson, the the victim. Uh, they allege that he shot him in the back, and then he uh, allegedly assaulted another 18-year-old boy, uh, pointed a gun at him. I, I believe I believe police said at his head, and then they tried. He tried to fire it. The gun did not uh, did not fire, and he fled the scene. So that's why this 14-year-old boy, whose name and identity is protected by the Youth Criminal Justice Act has now been charged with two counts, first-degree murder and attempted murder. And, of course, you know, going forward, we will never be able to tell you anything about him, where he goes to school, whether, and nothing, because because of his age. It's, because that's kind of an interesting part of it. I mean, obviously, we can't identify this um, this 14-year-old, but are we going to get confirmation whether or not he was actually a student at that school? Because that's going to be an important part of the discussion about, you know, how did the gun get in there? Was he a student uh -huh. there? That sort of thing. You know, I think it's always a balancing act. I, I'm going. I'm going to attempt to go to the court today and see if he appears. Um, I, anything, any evidence I hear in court, I can't report. Um, and I think we have to be really careful because we also know the law is to protect his identity. So, in our newsroom, let's say I did find out he's a student, we would have a discussion as to whether, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there are probably over a thousand students in that school. It really doesn't, uh, you know, it, it doesn't identify him. But at the same time, he has the right to keep his identity protected. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is a gun got into that school, Alan. Um, the mayor just came here to McGregor Park Community Center where they've set up guidance counselors to talk to students. And, and he's saying, how does a 14-year-old get a gun? I mean, just less than a month ago, I did a story about a 15-year-old boy from Lakeshore Collegiate Institute. He was fatally shot. Now, it wasn't in a school. It was you know after school hours. But uh, it was a 13-year-old boy who was charged in relation to his murder. And, you know, we're seeing these kind of ages. It's not, it, it is shocking. Um, and, and as you said, in, in cases like the one of Jordan Manners, which was the only other case that we 
that we know of, of a boy who'd been fatally shot in a school. Back in 2007, they brought in school resource officers after this lawyer named Julian Faulkner did a, a really extensive report talking to members of the community and parents and Jordan's mother about how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again. So for like almost 10 years, we had police officers in schools working to bridge the gap between kids and and adults to try and, you know, in some cases, um, kids with single parent families who don't have a father figure in their lives. I remember when, when the board, uh, the Toronto District School Board voted to remove them. I remember going to a school and talking to kids about how they were going to miss that officer because he had become someone they could talk to and confide in. And, uh, you know, it was a very political thing. And today, you know, the mayor said that he would support, he did support school resource officers. And he said, we have to do something. We have to start the discussion again to, to make sure that schools are safe. Because whether this child was a, a student at that school or not, the fact of the matter is a gun came in. I just interviewed a young woman who came here for counseling to McGregor Park Community Center. She's, she is like saying that she can't stop thinking about it. She was in the guidance room at the time. She heard a bang. She said um, she heard, you know, she saw everyone. She started to run. Everyone was running. And she's really upset about it, uh, understandably. I can't even imagine if it was my child who was in that school when that happened. Absolutely. You, you put yourself in, in the, you know, in the shoes of the, the parents and, and also the students and what they must be feeling. But let's talk about school resources, resource officers for a moment, because so we have this report that comes out of the tragic shooting of Jordan Manners in 2007. The report comes out. It says we should have SROs. We get the school resource officers. What was the argument for taking them away? If you recall, they were not in every high school in the Toronto District School Board. There were certain schools that had them and others did not. And there, were, there, were, there was an argument by those who said they should be taken out saying, you're, you're profiling, you're putting them in schools that are low-income schools, that are in marginalized neighborhoods. And, that, you know, it seems like you're, you know, these schools are being unfairly targeted as schools that needed a police officer. Um, and, and so it became, uh, I, th- I think Black Lives Matter was behind a part of the argument to remove them. And uh, it became a point of basically, you know, we don't want to offend people that we've, we've got a police officer in this school, not that school. I mean, at the end of the day, they should be in every high school, in my opinion. Uh, but I am, you know, t- uh, three weeks ago, I heard from students at Lakeshore Collegiate in, in covering the murder of this 15-year-old boy, whose name is now protected by a, a publication ban. And they told me on camera, they knew that children, students uh, were bringing weapons like guns and knives to school. I, I I was, I couldn't believe it. I asked it again. I said, to school? They're bringing, they're bringing guns to school? They said, yes, on camera. Now, if that's the case, and kids know about that, then we need police officers in schools. We need metal detectors. We need to start this conversation. It's, it's, yes, it's important that they have programs and, and uh, you know, diversions and, and ways to be busy after school, but kids bringing guns and, and knives to school, like, that can't happen. I don't want to send my kid to a school where I know that kids are carrying weapons. Do you? I, absolutely not. You know, I got, you know, I had two kids in the system. I got a kid in grade 11, a kid in grade eight, um, and I'm concerned about it as well. Catherine, I look forward to your story tonight on Global News. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It's Catherine McDonald, who is our crime specialist at Global News. You know, was, you know, was a consideration about, well, we don't want to offend people. Was that misguided in taking out school resource officers because you can't have a you know school resource officer in, in this particular area of the city and not in some other area of the city? 
do I mean do we are, are we going to be at a point where we're going to have to have metal detectors going into schools? It's extremely disturbing. 14-year-old boy, if you're just joining us, a 14-year-old boy has been charged with first-degree murder and attempted murder after an 18-year-old student at David and Mary Thompson Collegiate was shot and killed in the school yesterday. A second student was assaulted, and police allege that the suspect in this case attempted to fire at point-blank at the second student, but the gun did not go off. My name is Alan Carter. Lots to stay on top of. Thanks so much for sticking with me. Join me tonight on television on Global News at 530. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon.